couple of weeks ago, a family uh, asked me to come over and play board games uh, with, with them, and, and so I said, not a problem, that sounds like a great time, and, and it was a second grader who really wanted to play the board game, so I got over there thinking uh, we were going to play something like Old Maid or, or Go Fish, maybe a little more complicated, maybe play like Monopoly if that second grader uh, can figure it out, but instead the second grader chose a game I've never heard of before called Azul, and it's essentially a logic game, a game in which you have to connect different numbers and different shapes and everything else, and there is a hundred different rules. And I'm thinking to myself, why did the second grader choose this? Does she want to embarrass Father Carlson? The answer, of course, would be yes. I think that was her plan to try to humble uh, me. But there's, I think, six rounds in this game. And we're on the fourth round, and I'm still figuring out the rules to this game. It was just like never-ending. Oh, if you do this, then you get two more rolls and this. And I'm just sitting there going, there is no way that I would ever figure this out as a second grader. I don't think I could figure this out now, right? And yet the second grader is doing a great job. What comes to the end of the game, and once again, there's another rule that they threw at me. And they said, well, if you have all the ones, then you get four more points. Well, oh, I got all the ones. If you have all the twos, you get, you know, eight more points. I'm like, I got all the twos. I got all the threes. I got all the fours. I didn't have all the fives. I had all the sixes. And I was in last place until that rule came into effect. And also, the next thing you know, I'm winning. And of course, you know, I'm very humble. I'm like, ha, 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 second grader, I took you down in a logic game. Don't mind me. I took logic in college for a whole semester. I should be able to figure uh, this out, but this game, it's very fun, but there's a ton of rules, and I guess, you know, they should have just told me at the end, just try to get as many pieces on the board as possible, and that's essentially uh, what, what I did. You know, today, of course, we hear this very famous passage uh, from, from Mark. The scribe, and once again, what, what is a scribe? A scribe is someone who's going to be that, that scholar of the law, uh, more than a Pharisee, uh, more than a priest, uh, the scribe is someone who's not only writing down uh, the, the law, but, but studying it. So they're, you know, deep scholars, kind of of Scripture, we could say, and of the law. And they approach Jesus and they ask this question. Which is the first of all the commandments? Now, it's not only the commandments that he's making reference to in one sense. It's also, what is the greatest of all of the laws? Because remember, in the Old Testament, in the Jewish religion, there are 613 laws. Some of them were obsolete by the time of Jesus, but if you look in the Old Testament, there's 613 laws. And so the scribe wants to know which is the greatest of, of all the laws and of all of the commandments, even the commandments, we know that there's 10 of them. And how does Jesus answer? The answer is, for the most part, in the same way that we heard from Deuteronomy today. Hero is Israel. The Lord our God is Lord alone. You should love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. But he also added a third one in there, by the way, with all your mind, which means all of our thoughts, all of our understanding. And then he goes on and says, of course, the second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Well, even Jesus referencing that, that part from Deuteronomy Every Jewish person would have known, this is something called uh, the, the Shema, uh, which means to, to, to hear. The hero Israel, the first word there is, is Shema, uh, I guess. And this is actually 
what every single Israelite would pray, everyone, not just the scribe, but the Pharisee, the priest, the lay people as well, would pray this part of Deuteronomy every single day, at least in morning prayer and in evening prayer and probably daytime prayer as well. So Jesus isn't saying anything profound here, but he's laying it out of, of this part of Deuteronomy and then also saying you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And so even then we can kind of think of the Ten Commandments. We have the first kind of tablet of the commandments, which is love the Lord your God, and that's commandments one through three. And then we have four through six, which is, four through ten. Let's not forget about those seven through ten, right? Four through ten, which is to love your neighbor as yourself. And this is all we need to do as Christians. This is all we need to do as Catholics. It's not that hard. We know this, but it's not too hard to to see that's all we need to do. Now, is it hard to do? Yeah. It's hard to do, but we know when we love the Lord our God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, and all of our strength. And we know when we love our neighbor as ourself, we're not really following the, the, the law of God, but it's bringing us that fulfillment that we're longing for. Jesus says this is all we need to do. And it's greater than all burnt offerings and sacrifices following these two great commandments. Being a Christian, being a Catholic, shouldn't be overcomplicated. It should be easier than playing the game of Azul. We should know the rules a little easier here We don't need great logic. We just have to follow these two great commandments, these two golden commandments, we could say. And when we do, we're going to have that fulfillment that we're longing for. So today, let's pray. Let's pray that we may follow these commandments, because we know what's going to lead us to was that fulfillment here on earth, and of course, that eternal life with God as well.